Hello, and welcome to the Rainbow Mormon Podcast, where we explore the complicated relationship and divide between the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the LGBTQ community. My name is Danny Caldwell, and I am your host. And before we jump into any of this, um, I just wanted to lay out that the point of this podcast is not to put anyone down. It is not to cause any fights. It is not to hurt anyone or to put the church down. It's to open up a dialogue about this uh, this issue within the LDS community. There are a, a lot of people that this affects. Um, we have to think that conservative estimates are 5%, but it's probably closer to between 8 and 10% of the population has some kind of sexual orientation other than heterosexual. So if you think about that, we've got a ward of 400 people. That's If, if we're going conservative, we've got at least 20 people in the ward who are experiencing this. And then you think of their families and the people who who know them and are friends with them. And we see that we're all affected by this. You may not think you know anybody. The truth is, it's oftentimes because they're afraid to tell anybody that they are experiencing this. This is episode one of Rainbow Mormon Podcast. Today is January 11th, 2019. And today I just wanted to introduce myself, introduce the podcast and what I'm trying to do with this. So to start off, a little about me. Uh, my name is Danny Caldwell, as I, as I said, and I am a mental health counselor. I practice in Orem, Utah. And a lot of my, my clientele are, I'm, my office is right here in Orem, which is between Utah Valley University and Brigham Young University. So I end up seeing a lot of young uh, LDS uh, individuals. and. Over time, it's just become that I see a lot of those who are struggling with a conflict between their faith and their sexuality. Now, how did I get interested in this? Well, I'm gay. And so a little bit about me. I was raised in Utah, grew up in Payson, Utah, um, and did all the Mormon things. I went to uh, Young Men's, and I was a deacon and a teacher and a priest and I involved in in the young men's program and scouting program and I, I served a mission to the Netherlands and I started noticing these these feelings when I was about 13 but I just kind of pushed them away and just ignored them didn't want anybody to know that this was something I was I was dealing with I was too afraid too ashamed um, for those of you who don't know um, the LDS uh, church believes that marriage uh, is between a man and a woman and that sexual relationships between um, outside of that relationship are, are sinful. So uh, even a, um, a married um, gay couple, that would be, be sinful because um, marriage and sex are only two happen between a man and a woman. So 
I knew this, and this is what I was raised with, and it was frightening to think that um, I didn't fit the mold of what was expected of me, and there was a lot of fear of if if I let people know this, I might be rejected from my uh, my community, my tribe. So I kept it a secret. Um, and it wasn't until I was on an LDS mission, as I said, in the Netherlands, it was the Netherlands-Amsterdam mission, that I really had to face this. At the time, I was uh, in the Netherlands, and the Netherlands is very open-minded, um, liberal about this issue, and was the first country to legalize gay marriage in the year 2000. And I was there in 2001. Even before it was legalized, it was very much accepted uh, for these couples and partnerships uh, to people just accepted them in their their communities so when I was there um, we'd see a lot of gay couples and also would see um, they started using a lot of uh, homosexual couples in advertising um, for example um, I remember there was a, a billboard of a little girl there with her two dads and it was advertising some furniture but I would see all this stuff all over the place, and it would, would start stirring some things in me, starting to wonder what it is that that I'm wanting. Because uh, I saw these things, and these looked appealing to me, but I just pushed them away and pushed them away. But I started to feel really bad and feel really uh, sinful because I had these feelings. So I told my mission president. He was the first person I ever told. And he responded, okay. Uh, not incredibly helpful, basically told me to study harder, work harder, and I do remember him saying uh, not to touch my companions. So I, I left. I was relieved because I, I thought I was going to get sent home because I was so so dirty and awful. But I got to stay on my mission, and it was a great experience. I love the people. I love the culture there. Uh, I came home from my mission, did the th- went to college, um, dated a little bit girls, and kept trying to tell myself, you know, I, I've got to do this, uh, the church thing. I can't let anybody know about this. Still, my mission president was the only person I, I had ever told. So I I decided to... Um, so there was, there was a, a time that came where I started to... Um, these feelings came on really strong. And I just felt like I couldn't fight them anymore. And I was just racked with this torment about who I who I am. And I remember at that time I came out to my mother, who was very loving and very supportive. And even with that, I, I, I decided for myself that I wanted to try and overcome this. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to date date women again. I'm going to try this, give us another try. And um, so I dated a few women, and, and then I met a girl who I really enjoyed being around, and um, just a really good friend, and uh, we decided to get married. So in 2007, I was 25 years old, we got married. She was, um, the marriage was, uh, was good. Um, I love her, and we have... Uh, three amazing children together and I started noticing though in um, in this marriage that these feelings would just start surging up 
So uh, I, she knew before we got married that I was I was gay. I told her that, um, and I think naively we thought uh, if we just do what the church teaches, we've gotten married, we follow the commandments, then you know what, everything will work out. It'll be okay. So I tried doing that. I started seeing a therapist to try to overcome these feelings, what we would call reparative therapy. After some time, realized that. It's not going to go away. And so I started becoming more accepting of the fact that, hey, okay, I'm gay. This isn't going away, but you know what? I'm still going to do the church thing. I'm still going to be strong. I'm going to be a good, uh, faithful member of the church. And at that time, I, I started realizing that about every three years of my marriage, I would have these surges of pretty intense depression. Um, suicidality and those kinds of things and I'd work through those and then about three years later it would come back again and it was all around just feeling there was something missing and I wasn't living authentically and it was tearing me up and after about nine years I had another one of these that was particularly bad I was extremely suicidal and came very close to ending my life and at that time I just thought, you know, is it better for my kids to have a gay dad or a dead dad? And for me, I decided, you know, for sure, it's better for them to have a gay dad. So that time I told my wife that I don't think I can keep doing this anymore. She was obviously heartbroken and hurt, and we proceeded with a divorce, and and that's where, and that was about a year ago. When, uh, when we separated. So jumping back a little bit though, during during all this, I was going to school, um, not because of this issue, it was something I was interested in, but I was going to school to be a therapist. And then through my, as I did my own work and just through different connections, I started seeing more and more people who were kind of in the same position I was, that were trying to find this balance between faith and sexuality. And I would see people who would choose all kinds of things. Some people would choose to stay in the church and stay celibate. Others would stay in the church and get uh, decide they wanted to marry a woman. Others were already married and wanted to stay married. Some would uh, decide they didn't want to stay in the church and they um, wanted to divorce or they wanted to um, just leave the church and pursue gay relationships. And I started noticing something, and this is kind of what started me in the direction of feeling like I can't keep fighting through these depressive episodes anymore was I realized that the people who were staying in the church and trying to make it work it it wasn't working they were miserable I would work with those people for years two or three years and things just didn't seem to improve much we were just kind of doing maintenance to keep this person from completely going overboard and but the people who decided you know what I'm gonna leave and pursue this because it feels right for me they were healthy I'd work with them for two or three months kind of work through the transition and work through family issues that might come up and finding a new place in the world without what they've always known and those people do really well they would just move on and they were happy and I started saying what this doesn't make sense people who are choosing not to follow the gospel are happier than the people who 
are living the gospel. That's not what I've ever been taught. I've been taught the exact opposite. If I choose sin, I'm going to be miserable. If I choose not to follow the gospel, I'm going to be miserable. And that just wasn't what I was observing. So that kind of led me in in the path of realizing, like, this isn't going to get better for me. I'm just going to continue to go through these cycles of depression. And so from that time, I my ex-wife, she's now engaged um, to someone, and they're very happy. I, I am engaged to a man, and we're very happy, and our uh, children are doing fine. Uh, people worry about them a lot, and they're doing okay. There have been some challenges for them to work through, uh, being... LDS and their mom still being LDS, they have had a hard time with that I'm going to be marrying a boy, but they're they're working through that. So, uh, but with that, I still work as a therapist. I, I still work with the same people, and I still am supportive of whatever they feel like is best for them. Because I'm not the one to tell them what is best for them. I see that um, some people need to go through that that struggle of feeling like they need to do the church in order to get to a place where they feel like they can leave. Others feel like they never can, and leaving would be pretty damaging for them. So I just try to support them and help them in figuring out, and their families, figure out how to work with this and find what's going to make them the happiest and help them to find the healthiest way to make that that possible. Um, but with that, I have noticed a few things in in the church around this this issue there seems to be an incredible lack of unity so the name of the podcast is rainbow mormon podcast as most of you i'm sure know the rainbow flag is the symbol of the lgbtq community the rainbow flag which represents among other things um sexual diversity and the unity of that Um, which is really a pretty beautiful thing. You think of a rainbow, it covers the whole color spectrum, and it's all included, Uh, even though things are... We've got different colors. We have blue and red. They're all part of the same same spectrum, and that all those colors are welcome in that. And that's kind of the idea of the, the rainbow flag, that it's an honor of sexual diversity, that we're all different, but we're all wanted, and we're all welcome. And I see that lack of unity between the LDS church and the LGBTQ community. There seems to be, oftentimes when I'm working with clients, it's it's an either or. There's no way that they can figure out how to have both of those things without giving up some, some significant aspects of either one. Two things which seem very core to who they are and who they, uh, they feel they are as a, a human being. And the problem with this lack of unity is we have LDS congregations all over the place that are full of these LGBTQ individuals. Some of them youth, some of them uh, adults, some of them uh, seminary teachers, some of them bishops, some of them state presidents, some of them mission presidents uh, that don't feel like they can be themselves within those, those communities don't even feel like they can let people know, even if they choose not to uh, pursue those relationships. Which, for those of you who don't know, within the church, uh, the LDS church, uh, homosexuality is not considered a sin currently. 
Um, it was in the past. Currently, it's not seen as a sin, but acting on those feelings is considered a sin. But a lot of these people feel like they can't can't be themselves, uh, which leads to a lot of hopelessness, feeling like I can't. I have one option, and it doesn't fit right for me, and I feel hopeless, like I'm losing part of myself. And the problem with that is hopelessness leads to suicide. Um, Utah has an incredibly high suicide rate. We are number five in the nation for suicide overall. Um, and for youth, we are number one in suicide. Uh, elsewhere, nationally, the top three leading causes of death for teens in order are accidents, homicide, suicide. Um, in Utah, suicide is number one for youth. Um, there have been theories that have been proposed as to why this is. Some of that being that it's the altitude, it's gun ownership, it's kinds of things. And um, I just want to say I want to throw out the the altitude thing. Um, if that was the case, Denver, which has a higher altitude than us, lots of other places have higher altitudes than us, would have higher suicide rates, or at least equal to. Also, we would see suicide rates staying high, but at the same, and that's not what we see. We see them steadily increasing in Utah, and we don't see that happening other places that have high altitudes. Uh, I believe that this has to do with what can be a very shame-based culture, especially it for people who aren't fitting into the mold of what they feel like they're supposed to fit into. And LGBTQ people oftentimes feel that, especially youth. You hear all growing up that marriage is between man and a woman, that marriage in the temple to a woman is the the ultimate uh, ultimate goal of this life, to have a family and to suddenly realize, I don't know that I can do this. You suddenly feel like, I don't have a place here. And it can be, be very scary when you suddenly feel like, I don't have any options. I can leave my tribe, leave my faith. Uh, and especially for those living in Utah, that faith affects all aspects of, of life. It's your neighbors. It is uh, obviously your church. It's your family. It's even in high school growing up, I remember uh, it affected school. We sang out of LDS hymn books in choir class. It's, it's everywhere. And so to leave that, you're not just leaving a church and a few people who go to that church. You're leaving your community. And that's terrifying. Community and family oftentimes. And so there's, there's that option. Leave everything behind. And everything that I know, or I stay in this religion and I decide that I'm just never going to be allowed to pursue any love interest. I'm never allowed to fall in love. I'm never allowed to experience that, which is such a core human desire. And to not be able to have that, to think that that's not an option for you, is it's really sad. Or the other option is that I can marry someone of the opposite sex and try to make that work, which we see oftentimes does not work. Uh, sometimes those marriages last for quite some time, but 
um, they can struggle in a lot of various ways and then oftentimes um, end later. So th this issue is a big issue. It's something that oftentimes doesn't get talked about. And people don't want to look at it until you know they have a son or a daughter come up and said, hey, I'm, I'm gay or I'm a lesbian. And and then the, these pa poor parents are devastated because suddenly their eternal family has been taken away from them. And they try to make sense of it. They blame themselves. What did I do wrong? Or, you know, this has to be some other explanation. We can fix this. We can make you straight. Um, instead of just being able to be happy for their child for finding out who they are. Um, they oftentimes start comparing this to a disease like alcoholism or something. This is not in in the re even the same realm as something like that. This is internal, just like every straight person has that attraction to someone of the opposite sex. It's the exact same thing for a gay person, but it's to the same sex. And so to just tell you to turn that off, um, you can't. It's it's part of who you are. It's core. So I think it's important to start talking about this, and I hope that this is a an avenue where people are going to hear this and some word can start being spread. As I said, I'm not here to fight. Um, if it's not clear, I'm, I'm not LDS anymore. Um, after my, my divorce, I was um, living um, living on my own, and I started dating my my now fiance, and I was called in for a disciplinary council, and I knew where that would go, and I decided to resign from the church. So I'm no longer a member, but I don't say that nobody should be. I think that there are a lot of people that find a lot of joy in the church, and uh, they should be able to to have that, but I think that there are some things that we need to understand on how people might be being hurt. And that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to explore all of the options that people people choose and why they choose that in regards to um, being gay, lesbian, that, you know, how they choose to live their life. Some choose to stay in the church, some choose not to. Why do they do that? Um, I want us to understand that and understand the struggles of those who stay in and those who leave. Um, I want to explore um, why people um, choose or don't choose to to leave the church. I want to discuss um, how people have been hurt. I want to explore and educate um, on resources for, for parents, for church leaders, for for people who are, are going through this. And I hope that we can do that in a way that is is productive and helpful. This is uh, just my first first episode, so um, this is just kind of an intro. I wanted to talk about who I am and why I'm doing this, um, but also to open things up. I, I want this to be interactive. If you have questions, um, if you have uh, comments, if you have ideas, things that you think would be interesting for um, for us to explore on the podcast, please let me know. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is uh, Rainbow Mormon Podcast on Facebook. Uh, I also have an email, which is rainbowmormon 
at gmail.com and we're working on getting a website up which isn't quite up yet but will be which is uh, rainbowmormon.org so please let me know what your thoughts are what would you like to see what would be helpful I also want to just put this out there if you're listening to this and you are experiencing same-sex attraction um, or you are gay you're lesbian whatever however you phrase that and fits for you uh, know that uh, you're good there's nothing wrong with you um, if you're struggling on trying to find this balance between uh, your sexuality and your faith there are people out there on all sides of this who understand who get where you're coming from there's resources there's help you don't have to be alone and you definitely don't ever need to get to the place where you feel like suicide is your only option because that is not true you're valuable you're loved we want you you are an asset to to this world and it would be devastating to to lose you so please if you're in that position please reach out for help um, we'll be talking about resources on here um, email me uh, and I can help you find some of those sooner so with that uh, I'd like to end this first podcast as I said my name is Danny Caldwell um, and I'm broadcasting from Orem Utah this is episode 1 January 11th 2019 music for this podcast was supplied by Blue Dot Session uh, The Zeppelin is the name of the song and I want to thank uh, uh, Mormon Discussions for sponsoring this podcast and I'd encourage you to listen to the other great podcasts available in Mormon Discussions thank you, have a great day and I can't wait to talk with you again